Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Market View on Money FM 89.3. That's right. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. I'm Chua Tian with your market view. Now, Singapore's inflation numbers are at the heart of our discussion today. If you recall, core inflation rose to 5.3% year on year in September, higher than the near 14-year high of 5.1% on year we saw back in August. Now, headline inflation, on the other hand, remained at 7.5% on year, unchanged from that in August. But really, beyond the actual figures, what's also important is how people in Singapore view inflation going forward. And on that note, the Singapore Management University and DBS Group Research teamed up to survey around 500 individuals representing a cross-section of Singaporean household. Now, those surveyed see the one-year-ahead inflation, or one-year-ahead headline inflation, rather, to reach 4.6% in September compared to 3.9% in June. That's also the highest recorded one-year-ahead inflation expectations since December 2011. So what are the drivers behind those expectations and what does this mean for the men in the street here in Singapore? Now, for more, I'm joined by Dr. Aurobindo Ghosh, Assistant Professor of Finance Education at SMU Lee Kong Chian School of Business. is also the Principal Investigator for the Singapore Index of Inflation Expectations or Syndex Survey. Hi, Prof Ghosh, how are you? Thank you so much, Tian Thanks for having me. Great to have you on our show, Prof. And before we start the interview proper, appreciate if you could share a little bit more about the research process, what are some key data points you've set up to collect and why? Absolutely. So this DBS SKBI, Singapore Index of Inflation Expectations, or SINDEX for short, as it's a mouthful, started in the wake of the 2008 global financial crises. And so it started in 2011. Uh, so this is the 11th year of its existence. Mm. So the purpose was to ascertain the level of anchoring or grounding of inflation expectations among Singaporean consumers. And this was particularly because, you know, in the wake of a lot of these macro prudential policies, like property cooling measures or change of the duration of bonds that was going on, it was important to understand, you know, what the public or the consuming public is thinking. So that's sort of the genesis of this particular index. And the key data points that we actually collect are the one year, which is mid, uh, medium term, and mm. five year ahead inflation expectations of Singaporean consumers. And we have a cutting edge, uh, you know, questionnaire or survey that looks at marketing, behavioral, financial economics, and analytic tools to try to figure out what people are thinking. Right. And Prof, I'd like to turn our attention to look at the one-year-ahead inflation figures for core inflation expectations for September. One-year-ahead has increased to 4.4%, up from 3.9% back in June. Any surprises there? No, actually not really that much because, you know, in, in some sense, the Singapore, uh, the, the headline inflation as well as the core inflation includes, the, you know, your energy and food prices, yeah. and which has been on an on a upward pressure for a while already. Mm. So, and this particular trend has been going up since December 2021. And it kind of stabilized a little bit around June of 2022. But we find that the, the, the trend is back again particularly given uh, given the cues, the global cues that is going on around us. Right. So, Prof, uh, you've mentioned about energy, but I really want to deep dive into this. Which are the types of goods and services that are driving up expectations? Any divergence in views among respondents on this front? That's, that's a very good point. In fact, I have to make sure that I mention that the survey does not exactly go into the details of the costs that are spent by the right. individual consumers, but looks at perceptions on groups. There are a total of 10 groups 
that mm. forms the CPI or the or the consumer price index, and we looked at, looked at the inflation expectations of each of those core groups that are there, uh, and and what we find out that overall, since the June 2022 survey, there has been more or less uh, stable uh, inflation expectations for all the components, uh, around five percent. The only exception is food, which mm. went up to about six percent. And transportation remains steady at about 8%, which is on the high side, of course. Mm. But this is sort of what we see. The main reason we can, we can ascertain is, is really around three of them, and uh, partly related to the global oil prices that has been consist- consistently pretty high uh, from the Russia-Ukraine crisis, of course. And uh, we also find that, that Ukraine and Russia being some of the biggest suppliers of grain, food grains in the world right. that might have also caused some disruption. And finally, the, the, the supply chain disruption hasn't been resolved yet since the, the, the COVID pandemic. Uh, we were looking at the other side of the COVID pandemic, but it's taking it's a little time to resolve itself as of now. So these are seems to be the most important reasons that we find. Uh, talking about divergent views, we do find that um, there is some divergence in the views, particularly for food uh, prices and uh, to some extent maybe utility prices as well. But that's partly because of these behavioral type of uh, you know uh, assumptions that people make on their own consumption basket. So uh, mm-hmm. people with who are in the lower end of the income distribution, they have spend a higher proportion of their income in uh, in daily essentials. So they might ha- might be facing the so-called music a little bit more because of the cost increases and the price increases that is there. So indeed, some divergence might be emanating from that. For how long, Prof, do survey respondents expect inflation to stay at the 4.6% range for the one-year head headline inflation figures or 4.4% for the core inflation expectation figure? Okay, so actually uh, what we asked is uh, both the mid-term, medium term, which is essentially one year, as mm. well as the five-year ahead inflation expectations. Something of a silver lining that we found is that the, the long-term ahead, which is the five-year ahead inflation expectations, did not really rise as much as the short term, which is the one year ahead. Mm. So obviously the, the assumption is that it's not going to last very long term. It's probably a little over a year or so. But we cannot exactly ascertain because there's a lot of uncertainty surrounding the decision-making process as of now with global conflicts going on and, of course, increase in interest rates out, out there for normalization, which might also be affecting some of these decisions. So roughly, if I have to guess, it's going to be around a year or so, which is consistent with what uh, what uh, the MAS numbers, MAS MTI numbers are also coming in towards mm-hmm. the end of 2023 or so. Right. If you're just tuning in, we're now speaking to Dr. Aurobindo Ghosh, Assistant Professor of Finance Education at SMU Lee Kong Chin School of Business. He's also the Principal Investigator for the Singapore Index of Inflation Expectations, or SINDEX, survey. Now, Prof, I'd like to take a look at the impact of inflation on consumption. Have your respondents indicated that they will change their you know, consumption patterns as they begin to embrace higher prices? Or does the survey suggest consumption to remain rather stable? Uh, that's a very good question. Actually, what we see is that we did look at the change of consumption basket. As you know, the CPI, it's a fixed consumption basket, which changes only every five years. So we were wondering that because of the price pressures, are people changing their consumption patterns? And we do find some evidence consistent with some surveys as well as some research, academic research done by uh, in Harvard Business School as well as in the Office of National Statistics in the mm. UK. And we did find out that there is a higher spending 
on food and energy and, and housing, for that matter, among, uh, among the households. And they are preparing for it by changing the consumption to some extent and accommodating for slightly higher consumption in these, uh, these particular uh, groups or areas. So uh, overall, it's probably reflecting the expectations as well that since the food prices are seeming to go up a little bit, transportation or energy prices also going up a little bit in their expectations, they're adjusting, they're tightening their budget based on their assumptions and expectations as well. Well, meantime, Prof, I really wanted to ask this question. A lower proportion of Singaporeans polled by your research team expect a more than 5% reduction in salary over the next year. So what does this suggest about the resilience of the Singapore economy? So this is a downward trend, which is a happy downward trend. We right. find out that fewer Singaporeans are feeling that they are, there will be a salary reduction that they will see, which is, of course, given the inflation environment, definitely is a positive news. Uh, we find that that is sort of a downside expectation that we were looking at. And indeed, that means lowering of this number, this percentage of who expects more than 5% reduction, seems to suggest that Singaporeans are becoming more resilient. And of course, the job market seems to be quite tight, mm-hmm. which means that the salary increases or the wage growth, which is one of the ways of, of I would say, countering the inflation mm. numbers that could be coming up, is in the positive side, in the positive direction. Right, in a positive direction indeed. And Prof, let's talk about the inflation numbers just up today. To what extent were the official numbers within your expectations and where do you see prices going yourself for the year ahead with this new piece of information? It's in fact very important to note that mm. our inflation expectation survey, the index survey that you referred right. to in the beginning of your piece, is indeed quarterly. It's not monthly. That means mm. that it's it's measured every quarter. So monthly is a little more, more fluctuating than the quarterly figure. Right. So when we look at the quarterly figure, it seems like that's slightly more stable than the monthly figure, which mm. are on the higher side right now. So, but still, they are uh, within the expectation band that we can we have expected from before. And it seems like, as as you mentioned already in the beginning, that the headline inflation is unchanged from the August number at 7.5%. And the core inflation, of course, is moving up a little bit, particularly because of the the energy and the food prices that was mentioned before. That might be reflecting in this higher number. Indeed, I mean, we are hoping that the prices are stabilizing or coming down sooner. But uh, we have to wait for some of the global events to unfold as well. Right. And finally, before we let you go, Prof, knowing how Singaporean households feel about inflation, their salaries and how they're adjusting their consumption, where do you see economic growth for Singapore to be for this and next year? So uh, as we have surveyed already about expectations of Singaporean households and, and consumers, exactly what where growth is going to go, they are having a slightly negative uh, impact. They feel that Singapore uh, Singapore growth will be uh, slightly less than what would be ideal, and partly because of, of course, the tightening of budget uh, of, of of budget as well as belts that we see out there for households. Uh, they also find out that the the cost of living increase in some sense, as well as what is going on in the you know U.S. dollar being stronger. Might be might be one of the impacts as well. So growth will be dampened to a little bit, but then most of the of the central banks in the world are pursuing a non-inflationary growth policy. So that is sort of understandable that inflation is the top of their mind, and then growth, of course, comes right after that. Right. Thank you very much, Prof. Ghosh. That was Dr. Aurobindo Ghosh, Assistant Professor of Finance Education at SMU Lee Kong Chian School of Business. He's also a Principal Investigator for the Singapore Index of Inflation Expectations, or SINDEX Survey. Thanks for joining us on Money FM 89.3. 
Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.